Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. I'm your host, the fairy coin mother, Cinquanta Cox-Smith of www.cinquantacoxsmith.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, season five, episode eight. Today, I will be doing a live reading of the second installment in my Journeys of the Heart series. The book is called New Birth in New Life. So probably at the very beginning of my podcast, let me see if I can find out what episode it was. It was episode 39 when I first started. It was back in maybe November of 2018 that I did a live reading of Journeys of the Heart. I think I did three chapters. I think I did the first chapter. a middle chapter and then the very last chapter you guys can get a feel of the book so today i'm back to read you guys a live reading of the first chapter a middle chapter and last chapter of the second installment new birth and new life this was one really fun book for me to write. In this episode, I'll be reading that. There won't be a Q Money Bag Start of the Week. There won't be a rapid fire question. I'll just be doing this live reading. I love to mix it up sometimes. So you do get these little bursts of me showing my creativity in a different way. And I love to write and I truly want to get back to finishing this series. It just, time has not allowed me. Maybe I'm making an excuse. But I think I will get back into it. I have the fourth installment of the book laid out in outline on my door right now, but I still have not gotten into it. So hopefully I can make that happen. And I hope you guys enjoy this live reading in the episode for today. Before we get into new birth and new life, I do want to read the synopsis for this book. A one-night stand led to so many changes in Mary and Matthew's life. Come along and find out how they become a foundation for each other. Having a baby brings along new adventures and new struggles. What happens when your life's dynamic changes within a year? What happens when you don't know all that there is to know about your significant other? Does his personal life seekers change your feelings? What about your new budding family? Is marriage in your future? Will you two work through all of the trials that are about to head your way? Getting pregnant was just a storm. How will you get through the aftermath? Stay tuned as Mary and Matthew get ready to welcome a new baby and have their relationship shaken up. Will family stick around or will friends be there? Now I'm going to go ahead and get into the book, chapter one. All of my books normally leave off where the last book ended. So the prologue is normally the last chapter of the previous book. Chapter one. Waking up to a handsome man was very different for Mary Drake, and she still hadn't quite gotten used to seeing Matthew Thomas so often. Since Las Vegas, he had kept his word. Although he primarily lived in LA, he had been to Manhattan every month and attended every appointment. Mary scratched as she rubbed her growing belly. She couldn't believe that she was now seven months and that her daughter would soon be here. Matthew woke up as Mary was scratching. Good morning, baby. How did you sleep last night? Then he rubbed her belly. How is daddy's little girl feeling this morning? Are you ready to get out of there and meet us? Baby, stop. That tickles, they both laughed. They still didn't do things the traditional way, as far as meeting the parents, etc. 
Unfortunately, Matt's parents were not too keen on the idea of him having a baby with someone whom he'd slept with only once. Matt, do you think your parents will ever come around? It's getting really close to my due date, and they haven't said whether or not they are going to visit. Baby, I already told you not to stress yourself out about it. Things will eventually work themselves out. Right now, it's all about me, you, and Michaela. Mary decided to let it go for now. But things would have to get better because as an only child, it was important to Mary that her child knew Matt's side of the family. Matt had two older siblings, Mason, who was a plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills, and his sister Madison, who also co-managed their family real estate business. They both finally got up and went downstairs for breakfast, mainly because Mary was craving some fresh fruits and hot cocoa. April was coming to an end, and in May, Michaela would be here. Before she knew it, as she thought about what had transpired over the last six months, it seemed so wonderful and things felt like they were going to get better. Matthew would be leaving in a few days to go back to Cali, but he would be back in a week to stay for the whole month of May. Finding work wasn't as hard for him. Some of his clients were bi-coastal. Mary looked down as she was cutting her strawberries and chuckled to herself. Where can my feet go? Mary was happy that she made it seven and a half months with no scratch marks or experienced any of the crazy cravings that she read about in the baby books that Gina had sent her. But she could not help but think about Matt's parents. Harold and Gloria Thomas were not your average parents. Gloria's family had been in the real estate business for over 50 years. They ran a tight business. While Harold was just an average hardworking guy, mainly working blue-collar jobs before marrying Gloria. Matthew and Madison were not getting ready to completely run the family business. Gloria saw Mary as a distraction to her son's future, especially because his older brother declined to join the family business, and Gloria refused to let another son get away. They had groomed their kids for this moment in their life. Matt attended the University of Southern California. He was a business major, and Matt followed in his grandfather's footsteps of joining Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, Inc. Graduating top 10 in his class and receiving a full scholarship all four years was just one of Matt's accomplishments. He also dedicated a lot of time volunteering with the Boys and Girls Club. Matt was a dream come true, even if he was a one-night stand. Just then, Matt was standing there waving his hands in front of Mary's face. Mary, Mary, up to Mary. Oh, honey, I was deep in thought, all zoned out. Yeah, you were. Is the pregnancy starting to get to you, babe? Yeah, it's getting closer and I'm a little out of it. Don't worry, babe. We're going to be great parents to Michaela and everything will be okay. Mary smiled and realized that everything had fallen into place so unexpectedly but it was just right. So that concludes chapter one of New Birth and New Life. I'm gonna go ahead and get into chapter 11. This book has 20 chapters. So 11 is somewhere in the middle and then I'll read the very last chapter. Chapter 11, it had been two weeks since Michaela's birth and Matt and Mary had been settling in as new parents. The sleepless nights and the rotation had been more than either one of them had expected. The news about Monica didn't make things any easier for Mary or Matt. 
Mary hadn't had a chance to catch the girls up about the whole situation because of all the baby excitement, but she knew she needed to talk to someone soon. The energy in the house was very different, and even though Matt was doing everything to make things easy for Mary, their relationship was struggling, and it scared her. She didn't want to be just someone's baby's mother or end up being a single parent. She wanted something real, something that will last forever. Good morning, baby. Good morning, Matt. How did you sleep last night? And is Michaela still asleep? Yes, she is, and I slept pretty well. Good, I made you breakfast. I need to go out and run a few errands before we head out to LA. Do you need me to pick up anything while I'm out? Matthew nervously asks. No, I'm fine. I sent a list to my assistant last night. She'll be stopping by soon. Okay, well, I'll see you in an hour or two. Matt leaned in to give Mary a kiss on the lips and she turned away and it landed on her cheek. The side eye was like a sharp steak knife and Matt most definitely felt it. He grabbed his wallet and walked to the door with his feelings hurt. After Matt had left, Mary picked up the phone and decided to give Lily a call. She somewhat avoided calling her because she was in L.A. and hoped that Eric didn't tell her about this whole Monica thing. She dialed Lily's number and on the second ring, Lily picked up. Hey, new mommy. How are you feeling, girl? Hey, Lily. I'm doing a lot better and I'm not in as much pain and now I'm getting a little more rest. It's been a struggle and my house has so much tension building. What's going on, Mary? I figured maybe Eric had told you. Told me what? Told me? Told me what? Matt's ex-girlfriend, Monica, showed up at his condo one night while he was drunk in L.A. And she performed oral sex on him. And then he put her out. Lily's mouth just dropped open and she didn't know what to say. She sat there thinking, that darn Eric didn't even mention it to me. That's not all. That's not all either, Lily. She has been on Facebook putting up misleading posts and details about the encounter. Mary, I'm so sorry that happened. What does Matt have to say for himself? Are you two going to make it? Honestly, I'm not really mad at this point. I'm more disappointed that he didn't tell me right away. We are headed to LA next week, and I want to make sure we get to see you. We are staying at his condo, and I'm feeling weird about that. But he has been persistent because he said he has a surprise for me. I'm excited to see you and Michaela. I hope that Monica stays in her lane. Yes, that's the other thing I'm worried about. Is she going to show up? Like, is she going to try and do something crazy? I have been on guard. He has already had the locks changed and made sure his L.A. assistant is consistently doing a check of the property. I just hope I don't have to deal with any drama. I just had a baby. And that's stressful enough. I understand. Well, you know, I'll just be a phone call away whenever you need me to grab my sneakers and Vaseline so I can knock a chick out. I know you would be ready for whatever. Of course, no second guessing. Well, I have my assistant coming over to help me start packing and doing some last minute things. But I'm excited to see you next week. I am too. Talk to you later. And Mary, Keep your head up, honey. You are a proud mother to a beautiful baby girl. Thanks, Lily. Talk to you later. Mary hung up and she felt so much better that Eric hadn't involved Lily in this drama. Even though she was still a little skeptical about going out to LA, she was excited to meet Matt's family and introduce them to Michaela. She figured maybe the good would outweigh the bad. 
Matt needed to call Robin to make sure that all of the decor was ready and the renovations had been made and all of the finishing touches were being put in place. Matt dialed Robin's cell. Matt, how are you? I'm good, Robin. Just calling to make sure everything is on schedule. You know I don't play you with my deadlines. The cleaning crew will be there tomorrow and that's it. Robin, you are amazing and I'm so excited to see the look on her face when she sees it. Did you want me to send over final pictures? No, I want to be surprised as well. Great, Matt. You won't even recognize the place. Awesome. Thanks again. And just forward the final bill to my accountant. He will take care of it. No problem. And again, as always, pleasure working with you and your family, Matt. Of course. Take care, Robin. When Matt hung up, he felt that this trip to L.A. would be a breath of fresh air. And he was excited for the families to meet because Mary's parents were going to fly out as well. He had so many surprises and he knew that things would get better. He had faith in his relationship and he wanted to make sure Mary kept the faith as well. Matt sighed and smiled. And that concludes chapter 11. We are going into the last chapter of the book, which is chapter 20. Chapter 20. It was July 4th weekend, and Mary was super excited to host what will become Thomas's annual barbecue. It was a beautiful evening to celebrate with friends. Dinner was served on the terrace, and everyone was relaxed as they updated each other on new happenings. Dinner was catered by relish caterers, and everyone was in agreement that the mini shrimp tacos, the spring rolls, were a hit. Mary was excited to see Becca and Lisa. It was her first time viewing them as a couple, and she wanted to get all the details from Becca. Mary did notice a little bickering throughout the night between Becca and Lisa, but she didn't think too much of it. That was until Lisa made a dramatic exit and left the house. Concerned, Mary walked over to Becca to see what was happening. Becca, is everything okay? Becca looked reluctant to go into detail, but as she shook her head no, her eyes filled with tears. Mary grasped her hands, and they walked into the house for privacy. We are just at a tough spot in our relationship right now. I want things to move forward and I thought that things would be different. Well, she did give up her career so you two could be together. Isn't that what you wanted? Yes, I thought so, but now it's like I'm carrying the relationship. She doesn't have the steady income coming in, but yet she feels the need to shop and make big purchases. I'm sorry, Becca, but this sounds like you guys should try counseling. I'm telling you, it helped. Matt and I so much. I tried to mention it, but she wasn't having it. Never give up on having that conversation. Things will get better. Becca shook her head and said, well, it won't be decided now, and I'm going to ruin my night, so let's just go take shots. They got up and continued to enjoy the night. Later that night, Mary was awake by Matt getting out of bed at two in the morning to buzz Lisa back into the building. Mary was shocked. Selfishly, she hoped that whatever Lisa and Becca were going through wouldn't affect the festivities. The morning of the 4th, Mary was up early prepping for the barbecue later on. Everyone was still pretty much asleep. She waved at Lily, who left at 5.30 a.m. to prepare for the Lion King rehearsals. Around 10 a.m., Mary was preparing to pump and feed Michaela before the nanny arrived so they could go over to Broadway to watch the show. At 11 a.m., the group of friends stopped at Sarah Beth's for brunch and headed over to Broadway. The theater was packed, and everyone was grateful that Lily had been able to get them balcony seats. Once they got back, the guys started up on the grill, and the ladies, along with Michaela and the nanny, sat around drinking their respective beverages. 
Mary noticed that Beck and Lisa were still distant with each other, as it was more obvious because they were sitting on opposite sides of the room. Lisa sat up abruptly and asked Mary about a, making a few dishes for the barbecue. Mary was more than happy with Lisa's impromptu men, menu of creme brulee mini crab cakes and guacamole dip. The lady sat around the kitchen as Lisa cooked shared memories over sangria that Lily created. Soon the conversation turned from memories to sex. They were all shocked that none of them had lost the sexy spark. Sally even spoke briefly with briefly with a guy she was dating. No names were mentioned, but she was blushing a lot. The ladies rejoined the men outside, and after saying a blessing, they sat down to enjoy the meal. Soon was about 9 p.m., and it was getting dark. Robin stood up and turned on the beautiful tea light she had lined the terrace with. It gave the space lots of balance and a romantic feel. Mary and Matt stood to make a toast. I want to thank all of you for being here with us on this holiday and for visiting our new home. I am truly happy to have such great friends. You all are such amazing individuals. Thank you so much, Lily, for giving us what amazing tickets this afternoon. Everyone, let's toast to Lily. Everyone, raise their glass and toast to Lily. Thanks, everyone, and I'm so happy that you guys have been here to witness my journey, Lily said, smiling. At that moment, Eric stood and pulled Lily into his arms and kissed her deep. Eric looked at Lily and dropped to one knee. This has been an amazing year. From the time I've met you until now, you have been a light in my life and my best friend. I want you to know that I see so much in you and you motivate me to grind harder every day. I want to become your family. I want to become your other half and the man you can depend on. Lily Dupont, will you do me the honor of being my wife? Yes, yes, yes. The fireworks started to go off and it was the perfect moment to end that night. Even Becca and Lisa seemed to have called the truce for the moment. The ladies clamored around Lily to admire the ring, which was a flawless seven-eight carat round cut lined in white gold. Mary was so happy that Lily had also found true love, and it didn't hurt that their guys were best friends as well. They continued to celebrate until about midnight, and then everyone started to drop like flies. Mary and Lily were the last two up. They sat in the living room looking at pictures from the day. I'm so happy for you, Lily. This has been such an amazing night. Yes, it has. From Broadway to being a fiance, I am truly blessed, Lily sighed. Can we go outside to talk? Mary was confused. This was a happy occasion, but Lily had a serious look on her face, nodding. Mary just walked out to the terrace and poured them both a glass of wine, settling into the patio swing. She prepared to listen. This night had been a great turning point in my life. It did not come without the obstacles and the struggle of surviving in L.A. I'm just glad that I made it when I moved there to pursue my dreams. I thought it would happen first. I thought it would happen fast because I believed in my talents. I was so wrong about that. I've never shared this with anyone, but now I'm ready to release it and let it go. You have my full attention. I'm here for you. Mary didn't know what was about to happen or where the conversation was leading to, but she knew at that moment, Lily needed to release her past. So that is chapter 20 and the epilogue, epilogy, y'all want to say the epilogue, says to find love and be able to learn to love a child has to be the greatest gift. Mary and Matthew were able to seal their fate and create a family. It doesn't matter how they started. It matters how they ended. Family tragedies test them, but in the end, friends still showed up and supported them. Obstacles may have popped up in their relationship, but again, it's how you handle it. 
you can be able to move on and forgive and forget to make a fresh start. Mary and Matthew were able to beat a lot of odds and not everyone agreed with their relationship. That didn't stop them from creating a solid unit. Becoming one spiritually, mentally, and physically is not an easy road, but they have agreed to stay focused on them. They now have the tools to create a great future for their family. And if you guys want to purchase that book, you can go onto Amazon and type in New Birth, New Life by Cinquanta Cox Smith. And you can get the first book in the series, which is Journeys of the Heart. And possibly next season, I'll go ahead and do the live reading of Life of a Star, which is the third installment of the Journeys of the Heart series. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode today. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the Coins and Connections podcast. Don't forget to leave a review and join the conversation over on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag Coins and Connections. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Cinquanta Cox Smith and at Coins and Connections. You can shop all merch at www.coinsandconnections.com. I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.